Welcome to Brand on Purpose, the podcast dedicated to uncovering the untold stories behind the most impactful purpose-driven companies, people, and organizations. I'm your host, Aaron Quitkin. Technology plays such an important role in how we innovate services in the healthcare space. Our guest today, Chief Executive Officer of Central Reach, Chris Sullins, is leading the company in its mission to provide software and services that enable clinicians and educators to produce superior outcomes for people with autism and related disorders. Central Reach also strives to provide special education solutions that drive student success and improve hiring practices for neurodiverse individuals. Since Chris joined the company in 2018, Central Reach has won more than 20 awards, including Deloitte Technology Fast 500 and Best in Biz Company of the Year. Central Reach's goal is to propel the industry forward through cutting edge technology and a culture devoted to serving the growing neurodiverse population. Chris, welcome to Brand on Purpose. Thanks, Aaron. Excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you on. So I've had guests on in, I'd say, adjacent types of topics. So everything from open hiring with Grayston to some other organizations that are focused on reaching parts of our fully employable population who tend to be underrepresented and underemployed. And I don't know if the stat is right, but I believe that I read that 85% of adults with autism are unemployed. So let's just start there. And I know that Central Reach has a couple of different products and services for the neurodiverse community, but let's just start with the crisis of unemployment when it comes to people with autism. Yeah, no, I think the stat that you quoted, unfortunately, is accurate and the one that that we see as well. So, you know, the challenge, I think, from our perspective is for the neurodiverse community, the ability, the tools, the systems, the processes really aren't geared to kind of help them be successful all the way from the beginning, which is kind of the job interview process and and how do they get a job in the first place? And then once employed, how do you help this population be successful? Just like you use tools, process and systems to make all of your employees successful, but the tools and the processes and the systems need to be tuned for each of the you know specific kind of needs of, of that employee population. And I think that's one of the areas that we see a dearth of options for companies and maybe one of the reasons that you see such a high unemployment rate with a population that I think can be very valuable in the workplace and one a vein, you know, given the the fact that we have trouble still even now, you know, finding talented employees. You got a whole kind of group of talented employees that really are not being tapped by employers. And I think it's a function of those two things, kind of not having the right way to bring them on as an employee first and then help them be successful when they're in the workforce. So let's talk about recruitment for a second. I want to get to onboarding. I think you have a platform called Avail, which it sounds very interesting. On the recruitment side, how does Center Reach work? Is it a matchmaking service? Is it almost like Indeed for the neurodiverse population where employers can post jobs and then folks inside the community can then apply for jobs? Like, How does that all work? Yeah, so we don't have tools today that assist kind of in the matchmaking kind of process. Really, Avail is the kind of core of the tools that we provide, which is really around helping job coaches, schools to prepare individuals to kind of 
be better in the interview process. So we're kind of working to help kind of in the preparation stage, help them gain skills, help use the technology to reinforce those skills when it comes to interviewing and and even teaching some of the skills that they may need for the employer and the employment setting that they're trying to get a job in. And then that tool then can be used by the employer kind of post-hire to help them video model and help them with the process of kind of the specific tasks, the specific jobs that they're being asked to do within the employment setting. So, so where we're not necessarily providing the matchmaking services, we're trying to provide technology to better prepare kind of those individuals so that when they do have those opportunities, that they're in a much better spot to be able to be hired and then be successful once they're in. So correct me if I'm wrong, but you're a tech guy, right? Your background's in technology. Yep. No, I just find it interesting anytime you can apply technology to an unmet need, especially one in a healthcare, writ large healthcare type of setting where you're giving people agency and empowerment and ultimately potentially employment, I think is amazing. When you were, and I know that you're not the founder of the organization, but they brought you in a CEO four years ago-ish, right? Yeah, in middle of 2018. Right. So I'm just kind of curious because you come from a tech background. When you look at the technology enabling empowerment and agency for this community, and I only say this because I'm in a kind of the tech world now as well, and it's been very humbling for me to come into it from the outside as a from a customer standpoint, right? That's reverse. What types of technologies have you found to be most useful in bringing this platform to the community? You know, the interesting thing is there's a lot of buzzwords around technology. And I think sometimes tech-focused people and tech-focused companies, I'll say, lean into technology for technology's sake, not necessarily lean into it to solve a problem. You know, this is cool. We should do machine learning. Now we need to figure out what in our company can we use machine learning for so that we can say we use machine learning, for example. I think when it comes to this population, the community that we serve and the needs that they have, the interesting thing for me is that the technology that's available and some of these kind of more buzzy technologies actually can make a huge difference. So, so when you start with mobility and when we talk about Avail, essentially Avail, think of it as an application that gets used on an iPad. But the difference and the benefit and what we liked about it when we bought the business was it had the opportunity to both have us populate curriculum and and programming that could be beneficial. So think of pandemic. We have some pandemic content, for example, that we put in to help the neurodiverse community understand and kind of handle things like mask wearing and some of the hand washing and some of the things that maybe got amplified as part of of the pandemic that were a little bit different than kind of the standard course that they had. And so, so we can populate content and curriculum in there, but it is a technology platform. So our clients, the job coaches or the employers can populate content into the application itself. So think about if you have two different companies that have warehouses, so Amazon and Walmart, the jobs in those warehouses ostensibly are similar, but the process and the specificity of what they're looking for at Amazon is different than Walmart. And it's hard for one company to kind of have all these nuances of these processes. And so when users 
companies employ our technology, they're able to populate it with the specific kind of process, the specific tasks that need to be done to be successful in their organization. And that content is both written, but we also have the opportunity to video model that content. So you can actually show short clips of the video of here's here's what it looks like to do this part of the task. Here's what it looks like to do this part of the task. And so you can think of it as whether it's on the job coaching side or on the manager side, kind of post hire as a tool to help reinforce what a manager would would do the QA process of, are you doing your job correctly? And what are the tasks that I need to do to be successful without having the manager looking over somebody's shoulder so they can do it much more independently. Frankly, they do it much more successfully because it's very easy to follow kind of a video model process. And as they learn and become more successful at the individual tasks, the technology actually kind of fades a little bit more into the background in terms of prompting and allows them to just continue to be successful, you know, without the crutch necessarily of having the device. So the fact of having a mobile technology kind of device like an iPad, the video modeling and the capabilities that that can provide, the data capture to reinforce and understand who's being most successful, who needs more help, really allows for scale when it comes to either job coaching or managing kind of those individuals, which which I think is beneficial for everybody in, in the system. Things like machine learning are valuable as well. Um, there's a, a wide, a massive amount of data that gets generated and being able to kind of understand, you know, based on the assessment of somebody's where they are in the spectrum, the curriculum and the programming that's being used and the outcomes that we see in the data, you can start to kind of recommend based on this assessment profile, here are the things that you can do as a therapist, as a job coach to help kind of reinforce and make this individual successful in in their job or, or in the marketplace. So I imagine though that different customer sets can learn from other customers in the background because of these neural networks that you're building. So this individual typically gets hung up on one prompt. We know that, so we need to spend more time on those prompts. Does that happen as well? It does. And I'd say it's early stages for us, you know, as we're developing the application, gathering the data and being able to provide insights to that data. But but over the long term, that's exactly kind of where we're going and where we think there's a real big opportunity kind of across the board to really help make a huge impact on that 85% number, which should not be that high. How hard was it for you to learn about this community coming in from the outside? Yeah, it's a lot. I was not a healthcare guy. I am a technology guy kind of coming in. You know, one of the things we've done as an organization and was done by the founders prior to me coming in was to embed the organization with subject matter experts kind of in in the space. So we had a huge kind of talent pool of folks who were therapists, behavior analysts who worked with individuals who are on the spectrum. I would say a good majority of our employees are touched in one way or another with either children who are on the spectrum or relatives, siblings, friends. And so there's that perspective as well as, as kind of on the other side of the table, if you will. And so, so I think for me, one of the things, and I think it's just in general, 
kind of coming into an organization, you know, that's critically important. But in an organization like this, it's even more important is just to spend your time listening and trying to learn and not trying to like tell everybody (laughs) what needs to be done. Because the more that we can understand and the more that I can understand, the better the ability to make kind of decisions. Do you find that there's an opportunity for, for lack of a better term, allies in the workplace to also learn from this technology? So, so many of us go through trainings around DEI and B, all the way from that to also things like anti-sexual harassment training and all that modular, right? I'm wondering, is there an opportunity to take the learnings from your technology to be able to educate allies in the workplace about individuals who are part of the neurodiverse community to better understand how to work together as a team? I do. I think there's opportunities for sure. I mean, again, that wouldn't be, it's not necessarily something that we do today, but it's certainly something that I think over time can be a benefit that we can provide. I mean, going back to kind of the hiring and employing the neurodiverse, we have a program called the Reach Out Program here at Central Reach, which our founder started and we've kind of continued where we hire neurodiverse individuals and we actually use the Avail technology as well. And it helps kind of reinforce the the vein of talent that's there and that if you can tap into that vein of talent and make it part of the fabric of your company, you know, not an outlier, it's just part of our team. And they've got specific tasks that they need to do, just like other team members have specific tasks that they also need to do. And it it just shows the power and the potential. And I think that in and of itself also helps us kind of bring, you know, our customers kind of experience in and allow us to kind of use best practices and, and share best practices that we see internally kind of with our customers. And have you seen on the customer side an uptick in terms of interest in hiring intellectuals with developmental disabilities and those in the neurodiverse community in your four years with the company? Because it feels like the corporate world is finally progressing in this area, but feeling like versus being on the front lines like you are two different things. So I'm just kind of curious what you've seen. Yeah, no, it's a good question. We have seen a shift towards a desire to really tap into this community. But I would say it's, you know, it's still heavily kind of skewed towards what I would consider maybe more the progressive companies and those that tend to kind of lead in terms of DEI and some of those areas. So I think there's a lot more to do. We're definitely as much as we've seen an uptick, we need a much bigger uptick to happen over time to really make an impact. Have you seen an overlap or an intersectionality between individuals with developmental disabilities and the Black and Brown community, Latinx community, any communities that have been marginalized? Is that also an issue that you've come across? I think there is kind of an overlap for sure. I would say from our kind of technology standpoint and you know the work we do with clients, it's predominantly kind of focused with those on the spectrum. So there's certainly an overlap between those communities in terms of the prevalence to being on the spectrum. But yeah, I wouldn't say I have a great kind of answer for exactly what that overlap looks like more broadly. And who do you typically reach inside of a corporate? Is it through the human capital department? Is it 
through the chief diversity officer as those become more and more common functions inside of organizations, especially at the board level. I guess where we focused our attention in the near term has actually been on that earlier kind of part of of the process. So the job coaches and some of the governmental kind of agencies like Division of Oak Rehab who are working to find ways to arm individuals kind of in the community be better able to to get jobs. And then the job coaches that kind of work with companies to help those individuals be successful in the job market. So, so in general, we're not necessarily working or selling to the CHROs or, or the talent kind of teams within the companies today. But where we're focusing our attention is really where I think a lot of the need is, which is we need to get more folks better prepared to get jobs and into the workforce. And I think as we do that, you know, I would envision that those would be the areas that we would work with kind of on the corporate side. Um, But today it's really much more on the job coaches and some of these agencies. Easter Seals is uh, somebody that we work with. So there's a number of really great organizations who are working to help this community get jobs and using our technology allows them to scale and span of control much better. Right. So a lot of nonprofits, schools, other types of organizations. And when you hear about these success stories of people landing jobs at you know Amazon or Walmart or wherever, have you been able to distill, or maybe you can distill for our listeners, what do you think the common kind of characteristics are of these companies that have been open to hiring from the neurodiverse community? Like there's got to be some themes here, right? Because not every company is, unfortunately. And the ones that are, I think we can learn from. Yeah. Well, I think it comes down to kind of, you know, something that frankly may sound super obvious, but isn't always employed by companies, which is there needs to be both a commitment to doing it and an investment to kind of truly design programs around the population to help them be successful. So it's a lot more than lip service of saying, hey, I want to do this and I'm just going to hire a group of people bring them into the company, kind of, you know, hand them off to the manager and, you know, let them kind of sink or swim from that perspective. So I think where we see companies be successful is when they've really thought about, okay, what are the what are the jobs that we need within our organization that we think are going to be the kinds of jobs that we could tap into this community and have them be successful at? And so you start with that lens in mind, and that's kind of, you know, if we take ourselves as the example, that's exactly kind of how we thought about it. And then that goes to the hiring process, just like, again, any hiring process is I want to find a match between the skill set of the individuals that I'm hiring to the jobs that I have in the company. And the, the companies that kind of make that investment, put a manager in place who not only has kind of empathy and understands, but truly wants to kind of make this work and then leverages technology to kind of help, again, those individuals as well as that manager be successful. I think that's where we see success. Data entry, QA, you know, there's a number of kind of roles that I would say in general are ones that you have a higher likelihood of success when you tap into the the community. We're actually doing a study right now and we're just getting ready to kick it off 
around, you know, looking at how we can tap into the community for successful computer programming jobs. And so what do we need to do to kind of prepare? What tools do we need to provide? And then how can we tap into and leverage this neurodiverse community to kind of be successful in those roles, which is another, you know, will be another kind of great opportunity, obviously something that's in huge demand. And and so, so that's one that we're working on a research project around right now. You know, representation in reality and representation in the advertising and marketing campaigns has been very, very important, especially recently. How important do you think, especially in the advertising and marketing side, commercials, collateral for these brands, how important is representation in terms of signaling to the neurodiverse community that, hey, we are, this isn't just lip service, but this is who we are, this is who we aspire to be, and we aspire to be more inclusive, and you are welcome to either buy our products or to join our team. How important do you think that is as well from a marketing standpoint? Yeah, I think it's really important. I think, you know, when we see and talk to families and parents and others, you know, I think one of the key challenges, the questions that we hear is, where can I go to help find a job for my son or daughter? And so, so I think, you know, the more that it becomes obvious, like, where are the opportunities? I think that will draw more people in because right now there's kind of a, you know, it's just hard for families to kind of know where to turn and what to do. So I think that the more, you know, we can get the message out, companies can get the message out, the more opportunities they're going to have to hire the best and brightest from the community and the more success they're going to have in the, in the marketplace. And where do you think the technology needs to go next? I mean, not to like disclose anything proprietary, but when you think about the pipeline and the need and the delta between what you're doing and the need, where do you think it needs to go next? First and foremost, I think there's there's some really good technology that's available right now. I think one of the biggest challenges and is getting the adoption of the technology, the usage of the technology, because that's when we can touch more more lives and, and those that are using our technology can touch more lives. And so, so I think first and foremost, I would say we're still at the very early stages in terms of companies, job coaches, organizations, employing the technology that's available today. So that's first. I think over time, things like virtual reality, And some of those technologies can be very valuable kind of in this space and can be valuable, again, beyond the, hey, this is cool, like, let's figure out an application for this to kind of, hey, if I want to learn what it's like to do this job, having a VR experience kind of going in, practicing interview skills in a VR experience so that when you get in front of somebody in reality, you've kind of develop that mental muscle for interviewing and you're not so nervous, which is a big challenge. If you don't get a lot of at-bats on the interview process, you're not going to be necessarily that successful at the the interview process. And so the more you can practice, the more opportunities you have, you know, I think that can be helpful. So, So I do think you'll see more and more of those kind of technologies kind of coming into the space. There certainly are some today, but again, I would say it's very early innings or very early days right now. And over time, I think it'll be much more prevalent. Yeah, well, you kind of jumped ahead of me. I mean, it was actually my, my last and final question, which is, is there an opportunity for things like the metaverse or gaming and gamification of the interview process? It sounds like there could be great potential there. Cause I know everybody's like, oh, metaverse is bullshit. 
Yeah, but it might not be bullshit. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, there's definitely some slices of need that the metaverse will be very valuable for and powerful for. And I think that that certainly would be one. And then I think there are other things that maybe, you know, the jury's still out on with respect to the metaverse, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll save that for another show. And when you're just wearing your technology hat, because I'd like to talk about that at another time. But listen, Chris, I really appreciate you coming on the show. It's so interesting. I can't wait to track and follow your success and the company's success. I'm always fascinated and I'm always impressed with organizations that can apply technology for good, especially for communities that are underserved or underappreciated, nonetheless have so much to contribute to society. And I think that's exactly what you're doing. So thank you for coming on. I appreciate you. I appreciate the organization. And I look forward to having you back, maybe to talk about the metaverse and what's real and what's not. But we'll give it six months and then we'll talk about it in a different realm. That sounds great. I really appreciate the time. It was great to chat with you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Brand on Purpose, the podcast dedicated to uncovering the untold stories behind the most impactful, purpose-driven companies, organizations, and people. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Special thanks to our production team, including Maria Bias, Michael Grubbs, Anna Lamb, Haley Sackett, and Nina Valdez. Learn more about our show, sponsorship opportunities, and hosts by emailing bop at kwtglobal.com or visiting aaronquitkin.com. Find us on LinkedIn and Instagram under Brand on Purpose Podcast.